Good morning, Friday morning, Top Fan Rivalry followers. We've made it through the week. We have a World Series champion. We're officially in full swing of offseason. The long national nightmare has begun, but we're counting down the days till, till things like FanFest. I got a new guest in the clubhouse. I've done a live with him before. Great guy. So good morning, Jeff. How are you this morning? Pretty good, Bill, man. Thanks for having me on. How's everybody doing out there? Hey, man, I'm not going to complain, but it's still early enough. That I still got enough time to mess up the day, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't, don't put it past me, brother. I got some I got some time, man. It's Friday. Still early. <laughs> so, so Jeff's part of Bleacher Brothers. He goes by uh, Play Action Reel. A great guy. He and I have had some conversations on and offline. Uh, oh, don't give me too much credit. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we could do this for hours, but we're going to try to keep it to a half hour so that as you guys are driving to work, you catch something fun. Um, so, Jeff, I already know some of the answers to these questions, but, you know, talk to me here. Your favorite team, favorite MLB team? It's the uh, Houston Astros. Yeah. You guys Born in you guys Houston, Texas. Season this season. Yeah. I'm going to tell the end, right? Yeah, it's nice these days to be an Astros fan after all the suffering and, you know, you know, even the ridicule from 2017, call it what you will. But, yeah, it's it's nice to see. Nice to see us because uh, it was like before that was like the Biggio Bagwell days. Right. So I love that, too. So yep. that's me. So tell me a little bit about where that started. How did you become an Astros fan? Oh, that's easy. I was born in Houston, and uh, first game was in the Astrodome, and I believe I was ten, and so I had a good memory. It was Nolan. Matter of fact, it was Nolan Ryan. I think that's why my dad wanted to go to the game. Nolan Ryan pitched against the Padres. They won four to three. I remember it was. I remember just like it was almost like yesterday. Glenn Davis hits a home run, you know, and you had Jose Cruz, and and so Jose, you know. And we're like, what, what are they? Are they booing him? No, no, it's Jose Cruz, yep. you know. So, yep. the you know, they're good. Alan Ashby behind the dish. So, it, it was – and then it was just – after that, it was just on. I'm sure, like, all, all your listeners, it's just balls to the wall, baseball cards, you know. And then I had already been playing baseball. And, unfortunately, as Little Leaguer, I was a cub. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't always work out that way, right? I don't know how about you. What were you as little leaguer? So my first little league team I played on was the Dodgers, which was my favorite team. Yeah, hey, there you go. Then I went to I think the Pirates, and the year that I was on the Pirates, the Dodgers were the best team. They went twenty and zero. We played twenty games a season. They went twenty and zero. We went like nineteen and one and lost to the division. Um, and so yeah, it was it was crazy. But you know what's interesting about this? So for some of you top fan rivalry listeners that are younger or newer to the sport, the days that Jeff's talking about, those are the days when the Dodgers um, rival was the Astros because they played in the National League West. Yes. Along with the Atlanta Braves. Now, somebody did not have take high school geography in the MLB. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> MLB offices back then, but hey, that's the way it worked out. But yeah, it was, it's no joke. I mean, the Dodgers and Nationals were rivals long before 2017. And that's so, right. 
I mean, he's talking about basically like you had like two, you know, basically two winners would come out of the American League, two out, and that was it. You know, it was like, all right, it's on now. You know, don't you miss the day playoff games? So, oh, oh my gosh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. The only thing I regret is I regret not being able to see it a game at the dome. Um, you know, when we were kids and impressionable, uh, bad news bears breaking training had come out. You know, the whole let them play, let, let them, them play. play, you know, and uh, Cesar Cedeno comes out and Bob Watson comes in the dugout, right? And, yeah, and yeah. you know, yeah, so it was, it was I mean, there's cool. more than that. There's so many of the Oilers, I've been to University of Houston Cougars games, the Houston Livestock and Rodeo Show. Of course, right across the freeway was the Asher Dome. There's, of course, some bad memories more recently. At Asher World and what's it called? Uh, Water World. There was more, there was some, some bad memories here in the recent future, recent history. But it's like, dude, like the dome. And then now you look at it like Reliance Stadium is right next to it. It looks like this behemoth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, you know, let me say this in Texas. When y'all drive, yeah, how did I do with my sling? I mean, you get better. There you right? go. There you go. West Coast boy trying to say y'all. It's about doesn't work. <laughs> so when we're driving over the freeway and you see the dome, it looks so small compared to NRG Stadium. And then yeah. you stand up by it. I took pictures through a fence. And when you stand up by it, it's the dome is huge. But then you realize how big NRG uh, Stadium is. And you think, all right, never mind. Get it. I got yeah. it. So um, that leads me to my next question. So ballparks, where have you been to either ballparks that are still in commission or ballparks that are out of commission? Where have you been? Well, that's a great question. And I, and I'm, and I follow you guys and I notice like some of, some of your crew, that's like, you guys are on a mission and I hats, hats off to, to you guys because I, you know, I'm trying to do the same thing. And so obviously I just talked about Astrodome, uh, Minute Maid, obviously, uh, Chase more times than any other ballpark because I live out here. Right. Uh, and other than that, I've, I've seen a game at old Yankee Stadium, got kicked out. That's a story. Um, that's a story for another time. We'll save that we'll, for we'll another save, time. We'll save that story when so, we got some more of the fellas up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, new Yankee. I've been to New Yankee Stadium. So I've been to old Yankee Stadium twice. New Yankee Stadium. I've been to like Shea Stadium, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. oh god, I'm glad they got rid of that one. By the way, that's a <laughs> that was a joke. So <laughs> uh, Three River Stadium, <laughs> uh, and then unofficially, no with no games. Mm-hmm. So we cruise, you know, because we're cruising by. We're like cruising the you know the country. I we went to Chavez Ravine just because we're you know I was like. Uh, we, you know, you understand. I moved to Arizona when I was like thirteen or whatever it was. And we were like, "Oh yeah, let's go to California too." So the family, like, come on, you know, trucking into California. I'm like, "Come on, Dad, we're gonna see all the cool places. We gotta go to Staples. We gotta," and we did. My dad was cool like that, you know. And so we got the Chevet, the massive parking lot that is Chavez Ravine. Uh-huh. And uh, shout out to all the people that lost their their houses out there. Back in the day, <laughs> yeah, we know we know the history, and then and then uh, cruised up to uh, 
didn't see Anaheim until later. I got to see that's another story with my my wife. It was twenty, yeah, twenty sixteen, the very last game of the season. The Astros at the Angels, and the Astros they didn't make even make the playoffs in twenty sixteen. Okay, and we lost to the Angels, and we had like primo seats too. And we went into the we went into the game. I had the, my Nolan Ryan jersey, and she and my wife's got the Angels jersey. Like we get out of the car, and this guy's like, "I sure like your second baseman." And I'm like, "Vigio? That's how that's how far back I am." He's talking about Altuve, right? So I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, I love Vigio." And he's like, looked at me like, "Yeah, whatever." You know what he's, talking about. he's like, "You don't even know your own team." I'm like, "Oh yeah, Altuve. That's it." <laughs> You're so, like, and then of course, we got to see Candlestick Park, uh, just in the parking lot, and also uh, Oakland. Just and that was a dump, even back in 1990. Yeah, it was yeah. right after that earthquake. So, yeah, and that's yeah, what's up. Agreed, agreed. Um, so what you're gonna when you're saying, hey, yeah, we got to go, this, I, I'm visioning. You saying, Dad, take me to Wally World. Take me to Wally yes. World. <laughs> you know it. But my dad was cool. <laughs> you know, and your dad going, we're here to see Mr. Wally. Oh, sorry, folks. Park's closed. Moose out front should have told you. <laughs> well, so, sorry, sorry, it's Friday morning. We're ready for the weekend, guys. What can I say? You know, we're just going to have a good time. It's Friday. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let me ask you a twist on this question then. Okay. So let's assume you had, I don't care, the month of May or June. I don't care. Pick a, pick a month. You have a month off of work. Resources aren't an issue, but you can only go to five ballparks you haven't been to. Where are you gonna go to watch a couple of well, you know a couple of games? Oh man, it's these are easy questions because first of all, it's probably gonna be like you said, June or July, knowing that we live in Arizona. But yeah, yeah. so Seattle just looks so beautiful. Knowing that, I mean, I love always been into landscaping and turf, and I know a guy that used to work there on the grounds crew and he tells me, you know, everything about the turf and I know that's another show, but anyway, um, you know, and by the way, tomorrow night or tonight, actually Friday night, last call, uh, we do a show on no filter, uh, just to plug myself with Duncan dad and the penguin. But anyway, like he, he told me about like the way that place is groomed and maintained. And I'm like, dude, I got to get there. Also, Believe it, and you might believe it or not. I want to go to. I want to go to uh, call it Jacobs, Jacobs Field. You know, yeah. yeah I just want to see that work. place, and I want and I do want to see uh, the new, whatever. What do they call it? Not not Shea, but City Bank City or Field. City, Field, City yeah. Field. And but uh, that's those are the main three. So I'll tell you this right now: if you're going to go to Seattle, here's a free piece of advice. So there's parking around there. But on game days, they kind of gouge you. And so um, take public transit in. So yeah. I, I wouldn't stay. So there's a bunch of hotels within seven, eight miles of there. Stay at one of those. Take the public transit in. It literally drops you off a block from the stadium. You literally walk across the street and you walk in the stadium. Nice. Um, so much better because we were there. Now, granted, Taylor Swift was also there that same weekend, and we didn't realize that. But they were charging upwards of two hundred dollars to park, and oh. they said that normally on game days it could be as high as eighty bucks. You know what? You can go. We took the train about nine miles in, 
and the round trip on the train was three bucks. There you go. Sold, right? Not that I'm cheap, but sold. <laughs> yeah, I'll cram in there like this. I'm fine with that, you know. If, exactly. If yeah, and that and I almost did that. We went to the game. Uh, it was the playoff game, the Phillies. You know, three and four, and three was not so bad, but four game four, like the parking was like already eighty bucks, which yeah. that's cheap compared to other places. But I'm like eighty bucks. I found a place for seventy. I'm like, oh, thank God. And but I was looking just just like you said, I could have taken. There is a train, but I have to like drive up to like Mesa, yeah, and like to drop my car. If you know Mesa, it's like oh, I don't know if I want to like put my car in Mesa. <laughs> so, so true. So like, <laughs> I, I will tell you this too. Put this on your bucket list. Okay, yes, sir. You, and you can do this in three days. Literally, I All did right. it with my nieces and nephews. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. If you I'm plan it out right, you can hit the ravine. You can hit Chavez Ravine. Okay. You can hit Anaheim Stadium, and you can hit Petco all in three days. Because the, I only I only been to the brewery next to Petco. That doesn't count, you know. Like I said, going to the parking lot at, at Candlestick Park doesn't yeah. count. But I was a kid, so to me, it, it stands out, you know. So yeah, I, you're right. I love doing that trip. I love doing that trip when my nieces and nephews are out here. So look at the schedule. You and I will will coordinate this. But if you want to do that this year, just let me know. I'll show well, you where to stay, where it's relatively cheap to stay, where it's safe to stay. And then you and I will just hop in my ride and we'll just we'll go off to each well, game. The thing is, we'll come out there. My wife's from uh, Huntington Beach originally. That's right. Where, where'd she go to high school? Uh, it was Edison. Uh, no, so she can't be in my car. <laughs> she can't be in my car. Good. Oh, where'd you go, Huntington or what? No, I went to Fountain Valley. So you know what? Fountain Valley. Uh oh. Yeah, this is what you do when you get off. When you get off this this morning, I need you to go uh -oh. walk in uh -oh. and tell your wife. Say, uh -oh. Bill says go Barrens and then duck and see what happens because she's gonna hold throw on, something. At you. Go. What do you say? Go what? Barrens. That's Fountain Valley. Barrens. Oh, yeah. Okay. B a r o n. Oh, oh, and oh, okay, yeah, yes, yeah, You're yeah. So she, barren so, wasteland, she'll say, no, or what? Barons. <laughs> no, she'll she'll throw some at. We we're huge rivals. So Edison okay. High School, literally from where I'm at, it's 15 minutes away. But if she's from HB, then she know, like literally. But you stay in Orange area, and you're you're close enough to the ballpark for Anaheim Stadium. But you can get Dodger Stadium in 40 minutes. You can get Petco in 60. Well, you know Fallbrook, right? Oh, yeah. South. Her her dad lives in Fallbrook. Okay. And which is like, we're talking like, you know, swanky. Yeah. You know, like, so we, we like to visit him over there. So, and the, which is perfect because we're right. We can go to Petco. We can take the train back up. We've taken the train. We've taken the train from, I forget what it was, Oceanside down to San Diego. That was a blast. Yeah. And those trains are – sorry for those of you that are listening. We're just doing a little travel log here. So make notes if you want to come to California. It's okay. You know, do me a favor. Call Jeff. Jeff will call me, but I'm going to send him to voicemail because I'm going to be too busy, right? No. <laughs> As everybody knows, I'm going to send you a voicemail. Um, no, the uh, – it's um, 
Yeah, I mean, Bruce Bochy called me today and I sent him to voicemail. I was just too busy. It's Friday morning, man. It's Bruce. Come on, call me another time, right? Yes, yesterday, Trump called me. I had to send him to voicemail. Biden called me. I sent him to voicemail. I just don't have time for these guys, Jeff. They just don't gotta, call me. I mean, send me a text message. I'll answer you when I get a chance, okay? No, exactly. but yeah. Yeah, that's I love it, man. And you got to get out to Citizens Bank Park. You got to get out to Philly. Um, that's an experience. That is an experience. Straight up and straight out, that's an experience. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. So. Yeah, definitely, like you said, bucket list. It's, it's definitely on the, you know, and everybody's got their, I'm going to do the RV. I don't care how you do it. Just do it. <laughs> it's Wally World. <laughs> yeah, Wally World all over again. But so from the dead or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So favorite players, we can do this all day, but tell me about your favorite players. So current favorite player and favorite player all time. Oh man. So current favorite player, because you know, I'm biased. It's, it's, it's easy. It's, it is Altuve just because, you know, I was a middle infielder when I played, you know, and Biggio, I grew up with Biggio, you know, and so all time could be Biggio, but, all time, actually, I've, I've studied about this. And Biggio is one of those guys. Like, he impressed me even on the last day that he played. He basically, he grounded out the shortstop, right? No big deal, right? But Biggio, he still busted his rear down to first base like it was his first time. Like, he was, to me, he was like, I didn't get to see a lot of uh, Pete Rose. Mm-hmm. And I think I have the highest respect for Pete Rose. And, and I, and that's like one of, I, I, as I study about it, like I like Pete Rose all time, all time player, because I think he inspired guys like Craig Biggio, you know, to bust their tail on yeah. every single play and, you know, to give their, all their effort. And, and if you remember like, um, you know, how Biggio, Got his three thousand hit, you know. It was against the Rockies. You know, I remember it like it was yesterday, and he again busted his rear and tried to stretch it into a double. He got thrown out, and then don't you remember like uh, Altuve did something similar? It wasn't his. It wasn't his three thousand, like two thousand hit or whatever, but something similar. I love that. Just like you know, just head down work. That's what I'm all about. Just. Do your job, you know, and those are my guys. So I love those guys, but you know who you need to watch in Major League Bit. So I'm going to say this name, and Jeff will probably agree with me, but I'm going to say this name, and for those of you listening, if you want to disagree with me, that's fine. Send me an IM. I don't, you know, listen, I'll, I'll answer you, but you just describe people that hustle and play the game the way that was meant to be played. People. Pay attention to Corbin Carroll. He is going oh. to be very good. He's <laughs> going to be very good because he does that stuff. Yeah. And he reads the infield. He lays down bunts. He hustles down the line. I mean, pay attention to this dude. This guy's going to be special to watch. It's so refreshing to see that right there. You know, the kid gets to the, the World Series his first year, and, yep. he, and he just acted like normal, like, you know, and that's it. Like that, that kind of like mentality is what you need. You know, and we are so blessed to see somebody like that and just like, just even take the team on his shoulder at times. Like, like mm-hmm. come on, let's go. And, 
you know, that kind of, that kind of old school mentality, get them on, get them over. Right. We always talk about it, you know, and it sounds like, you know, what are you talking about? Well, yeah. Sacrifice guy gets on base, you know, move them over with the butt, you know, and, you know, whether you think, I don't know what your thoughts about the shift are. I hate it. I hate, thank you. There you go. The whole, like this year, like, the clock doesn't bother me as much as the shift thing. The shift, you should be able to do whatever. You're messing with my team here. Like, don't so, you think you're messing with the coaching? Like, my, I just don't so, like that. So, two nights ago, we watched the last game of the season, right? Two nights ago. Zach Gallon is pitching a no-hitter. They shift on Corey Seager, and he uh, laces a ground ball to where the third baseman should have been playing. Easy out. Why are we shifting on course here? Um, I got a text message from somebody that lives in your neck of the woods that's a Diamondbacks fan, but he's really a White Sox fan. He grew up in Chicago, huge White Sox guy. All right. So, um, you know, that being said, right, he's like, the, we were talking about that. He says, why are they shifting? And then, again, we've talked about this, get him on, get him over, get him in, right? Zach Gallen is pitching the best game of his life up to that point. Arizona's got second and third, nobody out, and they can't fundamentally get somebody in. Exactly. On the air. Hit the ball to the to the right side of the infield. At yeah. least get there had they should have been up four to nothing before Texas even scored, <laughs> which would have played this. We would have been watching a game on Friday night. We would have been watching a game tonight. Yeah. Right. But instead, you know, it was it's all yeah. But we can do that all night. <laughs> So yeah, right, we so. could uh, we could. It's you know we're still in mourning over here, and there was I talked to guys coming in still. They're like still talking, grumbling. So well, at least they got there. At least they got there. Yeah, thank you. They're early. They're a little early. Yeah. Um, okay, so talk to me. We we're now into officially into off season, which means nothing at top end rivalry. We got fan fest. <laughs> we got all kinds of stuff that we're doing. Um. Tell me about 2024 in the Houston Astros. So if you were going to tell me, and I knew nothing about the Astros, let's say, and you had uh, 120 seconds, you had two minutes to tell me about the Astros. What do what are you looking forward to? What do they need? What do they need to change? Whatever you want to say about the Astros, teach me. Oh, well, you know, like they're looking to uh, already – uh, signed Bregman. I think that's top of the list. Altuve could be in there. I think Alvarez, obviously, but I don't know if he's – I'm not exactly sure if he's up for it, but those are the – you know, they're looking at – obviously, the biggest thing is the manager. Uh, Dusty Baker uh, retired from managing, and, you know, who's going to replace it? And really, the you got to look at the guy that was on the bench next to I mean, and he's a natural fit. They all know him. He actually came – he came under AJ Hinch, who was Joe Espada. He's uh, and he was the bench coach right, right after Alex Cora left. Um, and if you want to go even further, he was third base coach for the Marlins and then the Yankees and all that. Um, and and I actually was reminded of this. Um, we're talking about the Astros and like Joe Espada and this guy and he's like man doesn't doesn't he like have a connection with the somebody else in the league and i'm like and he's like yeah yeah he's so he's married to the sister of brandon hyde oh um yeah uh and so that's the separation yeah so 
I guess it's been since they were married in 2009. So like, uh, that just like goes over kind of funny whenever the, I can imagine the family (laughs) when they play each other. So, you know, but Joe Espada, he was, he was interviewed by the Cubs and the Giants. They really wanted him in like, you know, after the 2019 uh, season when they lost to the Nationals and all that. Um, And then even last year, he was interviewed by the White Sox and Marlins. So I think it's just a – it's a natural fit, you know. So – but other than that, you know, you're going to see, you know, more of the same, you know. And um, what's his name is coming back off of Tommy John surgery, um, uh, not uh, Garcia. Yeah. So you'll have another arm. I don't know what to say about McCullers, if he's even even viable. I've been saying this for even two or three years, just like trade him, but there's no value. Mm-hmm. So they're just riding that out. And then uh, I, I'm more worried about the, the pitching than anything. You know, Framber had like an off year, just like kind of up and down, but mostly down. You saw what happened to him in the playoffs. He was just not what he was last year. So – we need to see what's going to happen with that guy. They signed him. They signed him to a pretty good contract. So, yeah, like, we're kind of stuck with that. And then, other than that, like bullpen, respectable bull, bullpen. You know, there's going to be some. You know, Presley's getting old. I don't know. He's like 35 or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. but respectable. They're going to you know get some. Maybe get a couple more pieces. And you know, I, I think the the uh, the farm system is good enough to we're going to lose like we're going to lose a couple guys here and there like probably lose jake myers um I, i'm thinking we'll probably lose you know if there's a lot of ifs you know because we're i think the whole i don't care what your team is this year this whole season hinges on shohei think believe it or not i believe and, it. And all the, you know and there's so many scenarios like what if you know somebody told me what if like it was like uh, Christian Javier and Tucker for Shohei. I'm like, that would never work. I'm like, I'm like, no way. there's no way. But I'm like, I'm like, there's so many and even worse ones like him going to the Giants. I'm like, are you stupid? He goes to the Mets if anybody, you know. But but he, I don't know. I think he stays so, there to be honest. So here's, so tell me I'm wrong. By the way, I can tell you who's not going to be managing besides Dusty Baker, the Astros. Mm-hmm. That's me. They called me. I sent them a voicemail. So I'm assuming I don't get the job. <laughs> oh, okay. boy. <laughs> okay. I just, I don't get, I, listen, I'm I'm too busy running top fan rivalry. I don't have time to manage the Astros right now. But, <laughs> fellas, if you're listening to this, call me next year. Maybe I'll have a different answer for you. Yeah. But just keep yeah, it in your voicemail. All right. So here's the thing. Tell me I'm wrong. And, and. Dude, I'm okay with it. So tell me I'm wrong. Here's the only three teams that I think make sense for Shohei to go to. And I'm going to explain to you why after I tell you the three teams. Are you ready? All right. Seattle Mariners, Baltimore Orioles, Los Angeles Angels. And that's it. Okay. And here's why I say that. Shohei is not going to pitch next season. Okay. So you are hiring a full-time DH. There you go. If you want to compete and you're the Astros, are you going to bench Jordan for Shohei? No. Are you going to run the risk of Jordan playing the outfield and getting hurt? 
for Shohei. This guy was seeing the ball like it was a freaking beach ball on a tee during the playoffs. True. You're not benching this guy. He no, can't no. go to the Mets. Hypothetical scenario. Uh, Pete, I can't find a jersey that fits me correctly. Alonzo um, twist his ankle, but he can play. He can't play first base, but he can DH. Are you going to sit Pete Alonzo because now you have Shohei there? Right, no. right, right. And so the that all team, makes sense. The thank you. The only two teams I mean, outside of the Angels that make sense that are going to compete are the Orioles and that are young, that are Orioles and the Mariners. That's my logic. Well, I mean, I wish I could argue with that, but yeah, the Mariners. We always, I think, everybody thought the Mariners were a fit for him even before. You know, from get from the get go, right? Yeah. You know, I hate to, I hate to do it to you, but then the Orioles, like, you know, I really didn't have that thought to be honest. But when you put that out there, it's like, wow, look how young these guys are. If they just had that piece, they would be unstoppable because they just they already got a little, you know, a little juice, and give them like maybe not next year with Shohei, but the year after, if he's with that, they're gonna they're gonna go deep. Well, and and what we're learning, and what we're learning, and again, tell me I'm wrong, what we're learning is the game is getting younger. So the thing that concerns me about that, I'm going to mention teams that are going to struggle in the next, probably not the next two or three years, but the next four or five years if they don't get younger. Dodgers, the Yankees, the Astros, and I'm a yep. Dodger fan, the Astros, the yep. Mets. The Cardinals, like if they don't get younger, these teams like the Rangers, I mean, all uh, Evan Carter and others, yeah. um, the Rangers, the Diamondbacks, the Orioles, they're going to uh, – the the Seattle Mariners, they're just going to outpace them. That's all they're going to do. Definitely. They're going to outpace them. I mean, how did the uh, Philadelphia Phillies – how did the Phillies lose two games in their own home ballpark? Simple, one stat, game six, four stolen bases, Diamondbacks, one stolen base, Phillies. Game Speed. seven, four stolen bases, Diamondbacks, zero stolen bases, Phillies. True. That means they were relying on Bryce and Nick and Trey to hit the five-run home run, and it wasn't happening. Nope. What do I know? <laughs> just, oh, no. Just <laughs> no, no, it is. It's, it's actually, you can see the change in baseball. You know, I mean, the clock, the clock's fine. And that's what's helping, you know, lay down a bunt and you're seeing more bunts. Like, thank you. Movement in baseball. Thank you. So I was talking to your, your buddy, um, AJ, and we were talking about hockey. And I said, you remember about 15 years ago when they changed the blue line rules? And he said, yeah. And I said, it made the game quicker. For the first time in my life, I saw Luke Robitaille as a healthy scratch. First ballot Hall of Famer is a healthy scratch. But the game was so quick, Luke couldn't keep up with it. Well, that's what you're doing when you only have two disengagements when you have a pitch clock. The game's quicker now. It's going back to – can you imagine for a second if in the 80s, in the early 80s, they had the rule of only two disengagements? Vince Coleman oh, and Ricky Henderson would have had 200 stolen bases each season. <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Willie McGee, those guys would be running like the wind. Ricky want the clock. Ricky wanted to go steal more bases. <laughs> yeah. I'm the greatest of all time. Thank you, Ricky. We appreciate that. Thanks for pointing <laughs> that out. 
So <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Like like somebody came up to Ricky and it's like, uh, hey Ricky, you know John, you know he goes Psalms thirty five. He's like, no, I don't want to hear about no like John hitting three fifteen. Ricky hitting three sixty. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. like close, no. Ricky, close. <laughs> John three sixteen. He's like, I don't care about that guy. Yeah, yeah. Ricky three. I mean, I, I remember he like we saw you talking about spring training, and we got to see him up close, and he like like trot. Remember he did this one. He trot yeah. like this. He trot right up. It was like you know he was like spring training. They only play like four innings at tops. And so he, he's trotting over like he's going to go sign your ball. And then all of a sudden he goes like this, and he's gone. And we're, oh, we're all we're like, come on, Ricky. Just like all the dads lit him up. I'm like, yeah, Ricky's got to get in the dugout. <laughs> Ricky's got to get in the dugout. <laughs> all right. So before we let you go to get to your Friday, everybody, Jeff, tell us what you do. I know you do something with Mike. I know you do something with AJ. Tell us a little bit about what you do so that these people can follow what you do. Because I think what you guys do is fantastic. And I've told AJ this a number of times. So tell us what you do and tell us where you can find this information. Well, thank you. And thanks for the kudos. Well, you know, we strive to be very similar to you, Bill, here on Top Fan and uh, Bleacher Brothers. And uh, we've hooked up with NoFilter.net. Uh, that's how we kind of got started. And if you know, Tony Bruno, we've always been fans of Tony Bruno and, and we just had the idea if, you know, anybody can start a podcast, you know, let's do it. And we had the support of our friends to kind of fall back on Duncan dad, you know, and, and of course my, my best friend, um, the penguin AZ, we call him, you know, his name is Tom. And so we, Hey, let's start a Friday night podcast after Tony Bruno show. And, and we couldn't believe it. everybody said, yeah, I'm like, here I am. Uh, what a couple of years later. And uh, of course, AJ kind of tech took a interest in us and we're under AJ's wing. Of course, he's a, he's brilliant in his, in his business dealings. And so we just gotta, we just gotta collaborate. I think that's what it is. You know, like, you know, get, get us together because I don't know everything. They don't know, but together, you know, I bring in the obviously baseball and I love hockey. I can talk hockey. I can talk, I can talk football, but I'm weak on the NBA. So I need, you know, my homie, the penguin, because he's, he's got his, he's got his, his finger on the pulse of the NBA more than me. And Duncan dad is just well-rounded. So I hope that just every once in a while you guys drop in on us. Uh, like I said, it's no filter.net is always, we're always on Friday nights right after Tony Bruno. It's called last call. And it's really just about anything. And we talk, try not to keep, keep you up too late with uh, politics. We just like squash that mostly sports and some, you know, what's going on in the world and what's going on with your, your world. Right. And maybe we're all, all uh, cooking, barbecuing this party. Right. So, but uh, I can't, I can't thank you enough for just uh, letting me, you know, spit a few uh, baseball you know, baseball knowledge with you is so cool. This is the best. You're and I'm mid morning, like I said, not only because of D backs loss, but like there's no more baseball for a minute. Like, but we live in Arizona. If you ever want to check out fall ball, it's in full swing. So, yeah. so listen, you don't have to worry. We're going to keep you busy with baseball yeah. all year round. I promise. All right. 
And so Jeff, so first of all, for those of you listening, um, Jeff and I are, are, are new friends. Um, I met him through AJ. Uh, these guys do a thing called Bleacher Brothers on nofilter.net that do the uh, last call. Um, they are borderline spectacular. I love their comments. I love what they do. Um, they, they do some very special things. So make sure you're checking them out. You can also find them on Instagram. So please don't do this. If you're driving right now to work, please, I don't want to be responsible for any accidents or anything, but be careful. Go check them out on Instagram, follow Bleacher Brothers. Uh, I'm going to tag Jeff in this. You can follow Jeff. Um, these guys are good dudes and they'll be on all throughout the off season and, uh, you know, AJ and I have been talking about um, things that Top End Rivalry and Bleacher Brothers can do together um, just to bring more light to the baseball community. And at some point, Top Fan's going to venture into hockey and, and football and, and, and basketball. I, I love me some hockey too, Jeff. So <laughs> you and I can talk about that. All, I was a right. season ticket holder for years up at Staples Center. So, oh, okay. I mean, it was that's why I could spit that Luke Robitaille uh, healthy scratch thing on you right there. See, nice so, call. <laughs> there you go. Top fan rivalry followers again. Jeff, we'll we'll make sure that we tag him. He goes by um, Play Action Real on Instagram. Check him out. Make sure you're following him. Great guy. I, I endorse him. I endorse his content. Um, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I hope you've enjoyed your Friday morning chat with us. Jeff, stick around for a second. We'll talk for a little bit. But Top Fan Rivalry, again, much love to Jeff. Thanks for your time. Thanks, man. Happy Friday. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. All right, man.